Welcome to the Backlog Breakdown. It's a book club episode. I'm Nate, one of your co-hosts. Uh, aside, as always, well, almost always, my, my co-host, Broccoli Josh. Hey! I like it. You're, not, you're not necessarily always Broccoli Josh, but sometimes you're Broccoli Josh. That's true. When we have multiple Joshes, you're Broccoli Josh. I'm no longer trash Josh. trash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like You've been promoted. Some people um, might because think broccoli is trash, which, okay. Well, they're wrong because that. that's like the best vegetable. Um, green is a good thing. Mm. Green is a good thing. And uh, speaking of guests, uh, that was one of our guests, Dorian. Uh, you guys know him as uh, all your base are blah, 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 blah. I'm talking so good. Much much radio wow. Um, but Dorian, all your base are belong to us, one of our friends and patrons. How you doing tonight, Dorian? I'm doing good. I'm testing the base on this brand new mic that I have. So good evening, y'all. And what's happening? Bass. Yeah, man. Get, get all those sweet, sweet, rich tones. <laughs> I like there. the radio uh, voice. That's awesome. Ra- radio Jazz voice radio. Dorian. Ooh, yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, we get we have another uh, and fairly recent guest uh, uh, and friend of the show. Uh, just we, it, it feels like we were just talking to you not too long ago, Wes. Uh, but Mister Wes, the Henshin Dad himself, is joining us as well. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I think this is like my third or fourth appearance on the show in like what two months time so you know you guys are just exhausting me of all my knowledge and i feel like i have nothing left but yeah it, it has not been an undisclosed amount of time it has been like a very very specific amount of time like what five days <laughs> well like the, the listeners don't need to know that I mean, they don't need to know the magic behind it but my, i mean i guess we're a good though is I mean, you're supposed to be a good Christian podcast. You know, you can't lie to your audience. Like, that's true. I wasn't gonna lie to them. I just, the, the, but you're not lying if you don't reveal all the details, especially <laughs> if they're not relevant. Omission, not omission. a commission. There you go. <laughs> you guys have you, are the worst. Have you emotionally recovered from the last episode, though? That's my question. I mean, gosh, what was it like a five-hour recording? I don't think I've even like <laughs> physically recovered, honestly. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I well. You know, we 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 actually we're going we're going to have another guest be joining us here in a little bit. But we are also joined by the notorious KJVO, also in our Discord, known as Notice Me Senpai. Um, how you doing, Jake? Pretty good. At night. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and you are joining us from the 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 wild north, uh, Canada herself, the fifty first state. I mean, not entirely wrong. <laughs> not entirely wrong. I was expecting like a little bit more, like you know, combativeness there or something. Like I don't know, like, but like, hey, it, you know, if it, I've I've always said that if you know the U.S. really wanted to take over Canada, it would pretty much just we come in and you guys would just apologize for the inconvenience. So we probably I, say I, sorry taking, and then probably kick your butt. <laughs> I maybe maybe not. Ugh, ugh. We definitely say sorry. Unlikely, unlikely. Um, but <laughs> there's a <It's> unlikely. <laughs> oh, unlikely. Um, but you know, uh, fortunately, that's all hypotheticals and theoreticals, and we'll never actually have to worry about any of that. Um, True enough. You can keep. We'll, we'll let you keep your sovereign nation status for now. So, um, but yeah, so. And you know, we, we Wes, you kind of you kind of spoiled it because uh, I was going to say 
It's, it's been, been an undisclosed amount of time since I talked to you, but you actually very specifically n- noted the the time since I last talked to you and Josh. So it's been it's a rather been- specific amount of time since I talked to you, some of you, I don't know. But um, since I have, you know, we, we have sort of conversed fairly recently, I'm actually going to give Dorian and Jake a chance to sort of fill us in a little bit on what's been going on with them. And Jake, since you're a first time sort of guest on the show proper, why don't you sort of, uh, you know, give us a like, you know, a, a, a practicing your very best is being good at be- being good. Not being bad, but actually being good at brevity. Tell us a little bit about yourself, bud. I am, well, my name is Jacob. I am 25 years old. I am a Presbyterian, like Nate, mm. PCA. Originally URCNA. Frozen, frozen chosen, baby. You're <laughs> literally frozen, though. Actually, our winter was pretty mild this last year, so we'll see how it goes this year. Okay. Um, I work as a dishwasher in a local butcher shop. And my hobbies, as you can tell, one of them includes video games. Okay. Nice. All right. Yeah. I am also um, an avid reader. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. You are. Yeah, you are posting things in the book log, uh, you know, with, with fair a fair amount of frequency. Yeah. And I was going to say. Unless you were going to say something. You're also like the number one Sonic aficionado. I mean, like the biggest fan <laughs> that I've seen, to be perfectly honest. So. There you go. Very forward to seeing how Frontiers does mm-hmm. when it comes out in November. I think I'm actually going to pick that up. It, it's looking. It's looking I think it might be nice. a day one purchase for me, honestly. Because hmm. well, I think it's going to be more enjoyable than Odyssey. Is it? Is it going to be a good game, or is it going to be a good for Sonic game? <laughs> um, That's the question everyone's <laughs> asking. <laughs> It, to me, it, it looks it's like it's going to be better than Super Mario Odyssey. I found myself very bored with that game. It's a hot really? take. I, I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. Odyssey Odyssey was fun, but it was kind of like fine. Everybody else is like, it's amazing, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's good ish. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. <laughs> I, I think I stopped playing 3D Mario games for quite some time until Odyssey. Like, I would go back and play Mario 64 every so often, mainly like, hey, kids, look, this is what I used to play. Oh, I want to play, you know. Uh, But I enjoyed Odyssey for what it was. I haven't gone back to it. And joining us for the first time as well, uh, first time appearance, first time guest, first time contribution, uh, our our buddy Mark. uh, Mark, say hi. To the listeners, going, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm uh, calling in from beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. Mm. Uh, first time mm. caller, long time fan, uh, as as the saying goes. Um, and yeah, ready to talk about some some portal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're, we're sort of doing uh, we're we're sort of observing the forms, and we're doing it's been so. Uh, Anybody, you know, how about we do something, anybody sort of have anything noteworthy that they were just like, hey, this is something cool that's happened in the last couple of days, last couple of weeks. Just sort of wanted to say like, you know, just sort of seeing God's goodness here for a second or two. Um, What I would say, just sort of opening this up, right, is that uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, you guys are sort of might be aware of the like Megan and I are trying to adopt. And that situation has been a little like up and down, um, mm-hmm. just like the, the birth. It's it's kind of just it's been 
real wild. Um, and I would just say like, you know, I think what, what's been kind of cool is like, even though, uh, there, there's sort there's been some ups and downs. Like I think like, you know, Megan and I are sort of, we're settling into a bit of a rhythm and we're, we're actually kind of like getting, you know, I was, talking to a guy today and I, I mow his, his yard for him. He's a guy on, on he's a older fellow on one of my old routes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyways, I, I was mowing and he said, uh, we were talking and he said, uh, and he asked how the adoption was going. I said, ah, it's, it's going, you know? And he said, pretty soon you're going to have a baby in your house. And I said, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it was like, and, 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 uh, you know, versus like six months ago when we had first really started, uh, you know, or whatever the time frame was, like, it's becoming a lot more real. So hopefully, you know, by the grace of God here in a couple of months, like, there will be uh, a bouncing baby boy or some, you know, some some sort of healthy baby boy, you know, God willing. Um, but yeah, so that's like, and it was just like kind of one of those cool moments where um, I was like, man. Because sometimes I, it's easy. It's been really easy for me to get down because work is kind of we're in a we're in a rough go right now, at, at, and we're getting ready. You know, peak is coming. Like it's the the winter's coming thing, and it's just that now. Imagine me sort of as a mailman, all just like looking and say, "Peak is coming." Yeah, somebody. But um, anybody else? Like you know, anybody else have anything they'd like to share for the it's been stuff? Yeah, um, I think. Um, for us, uh, I recently got a new job, which was huge for us. Um, nice. Um, yeah, uh, it, way better health insurance, which is something we were we were looking for. We're uh, awesome. kind of finding ourselves in the need for some some good health insurance right now, and so really excited about that. And it come came with a substantial pay bump, so we're really uh, thankful for that. Um, and yeah, um, just kind of basking in the Lord's provision. That's cool. awesome. Cool. That's cool. awesome. Cool. 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 Wes, it sounded like you were you had something to sort of drop in there. Uh, I mean, I was just gonna actually bounce off of what you said, and actually, uh, this isn't really common knowledge at this point because I just found out yesterday. But my wife, while she's currently in California right now, she did take a pregnancy test, and she is currently pregnant, about a month in. Kind of surprised by that. That was oh. definitely yeah. did not like yeah. register with me. So I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess that's <laughs> happening. Okay, so this is going to be number four, and I'm just like. Okay, <laughs> we'll see how that goes with our three nice. crazy hyperactive yeah, other ones. Congrats, man! Thank you, thank you. So it hasn't really settled in yeah. yet. So it's kind of like, oh, a complete paradigm shift over the weekend. Okay, let's figure <laughs> this out. Okay, <laughs> so we're oh definitely going to have to expand on our really small, like seven hundred eighty square foot house at this point. So just trying to figure that whole thing out, dude. All I'm saying is that uh, for several years, my parents. Uh, we we lived in my family. I'm the oldest of four mm-hmm. kids, and we lived in a trailer with an addition. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and if they made that work, like <laughs> y- you know, it's like just like you're gonna share a room, pretty Deal. much. Yeah. So you know, if we have another yeah. boy, so. at least we can put all three boys in one room. So you know, that makes it easy, pretty easy. That's what I have. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Teenager in one, three other ones in one room. There you go. There you go. And we oh, already nice. had the triple bunk beds, so there we're set go. there. Hey. But. There you go. That's pretty awesome. much it. Awesome. Any any other sort of like, you know, any anybody else sort of want to dump something in there or should we proceed? We we did we had a dozen baptisms this past Sunday. So that was pretty awesome. Wow. 
Yo. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really. That's a lot of sprinkling, Josh. <laughs> I was about to say, why <laughs> took them all? All right. That Tizo, they were immersed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, Josh, it's it, it sort of as a, as a bit of a reference there. Um, my buddy, uh, Bob, he, Jared's on study leave. He, he's either on study leave or vacation this list last week. And so uh, a friend of mine, uh, Bob McKelvey, who he's an ordained minister in the OPC. And he's actually the guy that uh, wrote me into that OPC summer camp uh, yeah. you know, a few months back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyways, he, he and his family come to church. Uh, uh, and uh, anyways, he, he did pulpit supply for us. And he, he got to, one, he got to baptize his nephew, um, little, little Knox. Um, now, now granted, like, you know, I know this makes you, you guys nervous, but little Knox was, was baptized to receive the sign of the seal. And, uh, you know, we as a congregation pledged to, you know, uh, do, do what we can, you know, his parents, you know, it's anyways, you guys probably seen it before. Um, even, even if you don't like it. That's what we do. Um, but then, so he got to do that. And then he actually preached on baptism and he said, and, and I love this take. He's like, I'm going to be honest. He's like, I believe that immersion is preferable. He's like, I don't know why I even just said that. He's like, <laughs> he's like now, and, but in the sense that like, he was just saying like, you know, sprinkling works. He's like, you know, but like, he was like, as, as a mode, he's like, I actually think that, full submersion baptism is sort of like preferable. Mm-hmm. And now he's not, he wasn't sort of like pulling the credo card. He's still like full, full blown pedo. But he, I was like, I was like, and little known take. And I don't know if I've actually said this. I actually agree with him oh. um, that while sprinkling is sufficient, I really believe that there's something very special about submer- immersion. Um, full immersion baptism. So, and it's not, and again, because the, the, the water baptism, water baptism is just pointing to the, the baptism of the Holy spirit. Um, anyways. Yep. So yeah. Um, but yeah, praise God for that, man. Um, you know, we, we only had one baptism, not 12. Hey, it's still, it's yeah. still pretty cool. Yeah. Still so. a great celebration. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Awesome. So now we're going into the formal baptism debate where Nate will give his 10 minute. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've been waiting for that from like episode one. I just, one of these days, you guys just got to do that. Like it's an April Fool's joke. <laughs> well, like guys, the forms must be observed. So let's get mm-hmm. into a little bit of the backlog report. And, uh, you know, why don't we start with, uh, Jake, what have you been into? What have you been playing, reading? Well, I have been playing, other than Portal, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on my 360, because Sonic Frontiers comes out in November. And I want to finish and get as many achievements as I can on the 360 stuff that I haven't played yet. That's a good one. Nice. I appreciate that I've I've completed Adventure 2 Battle a few times already, so this isn't too hard. Yeah. But I've been reading. Uh, it's a book from the library. I've probably borrowed it for a month now, and I probably still have 20 days left on it. Uh, Georgia, In the Mountains of Poetry by Peter Naismith. It's hmm. about the country, not the state. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. What I have been watching is Bleach. The first episode mm-hmm. came out this morning. 
uh, the final season. Okay. Really good. Okay. Yeah. The uh, entire series is coming out on Disney Plus on the 26th, I believe. So so what is what is the connection there? How does Disney Plus have Bleach? That seems so random to me. I know, right? I don't know. I don't know why okay. they took that. Okay, cool. I don't know. But they also have like a share or something in Hulu, so that's also why it's over there in America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Other than anime, I've been watching FIFA, like uh, the mm. finalist matches that were televised. Televised, because recording was kind of odd how that mm. word worked back then. But starting in the 1954, it was televised. Okay. So I'm on the second one, wow. second finalist match, watching that Sweden versus Brazil. Interesting. Okay. Actually, the anime Awashi got me into that because it's a soccer anime. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, man, there's a whole lot of anime in there that must resist urge to talk about <laughs> weeb trash. All right. Um, Dorian, what have you been into lately, man? Um, lately, uh, I just I recently finished up uh, the Turing Test, that game I mentioned last time. Mm. It's very similar to Portal. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I played a uh, portal. I think when we announced when you announced portal, uh, you know, a month or two ago, I probably mm-hmm. played it the following weekend, and then it brought mm-hmm. me back to the Turing test, which I just finished up. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it, I was telling my wife the other day. I'm like, you know, it's just very cool to like pick up the game and do like a puzzle right before you go to bed. I don't know, it's something about that. It's just like you feel smarter. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> Yeah, there's that. Uh, my my kids have gotten me back into Shredder's Revenge, so I've been trying to just knock away at the, you know, the achievements and things on that. And nice. then I started up Nino Cooney. Um, trash. Yes, mm-hmm. so Nino Cooney remastered. Uh, so far, so far, very good. Um, the combat takes a little getting used to. Um, I own it, but I, I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I I own it on on PlayStation. Uh, mm. It was one of those games that I put on the backlog, and then when it came to Game Pass, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll start it now just to see what it is. And then once you problem is once you start an RPG, it's just like you got to keep going. So, <laughs> like first one, first one. Um, so now I'm just like, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. So uh, yeah, I've been playing that a lot lately. Uh, I I don't really watch a lot of TV, but you know um, sometimes I'll you know hang with my wife and she'll watch TV. So she's been watching Dahmer, which is very strange okay. because uh, one night I decided to you know uh, do remote play uh, with the iPad in the living room. So you know let me play let me play uh, Nino Cooney and <laughs> I'm looking up every so often and you know I'm seeing a dude get murdered. And you know, like, <laughs> and then I and then I look back down, and it's this cutesy cartoon, you know, Nino yeah. Cooney. I'm trying to, you know, be into, and I'm just like, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so there's that. And as far as what I've been reading, um, uh, we started a book in group that. Uh, and the reason I bring that up is because it's one of those books that you know. I didn't read in my own volition, but I'm getting into it. So it's a uh, redemption accomplished and applied by John Murray. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Very uh, thick, not a thick size wise, but if you read like the first chapter, I had to have a dictionary next to me yep. as I was reading it. And yeah. mm-hmm. now that I'm in chapter two, it seems to flow a little better. But uh, okay, yeah, it's um, yeah, good read so far. Uh, very uh, nice, very technical, which is great. But sometimes, I, you know, j- j- I'll just throw this in there. In the first chapter, he uses the word fiat, which means decree. Okay. But then later on in the chapter, he uses the word decree. So I'm just like, John, hmm. why did you just use decree? It would have been so much. <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, that's how I picked up a lot of my vocabulary anyway. I always flip through the dictionary. It's like, what's this word? You know, yeah. um, so it's, it's, it's been fantastic, though. So. Yeah, man. Nice. I, I'm a big fan of like, uh, I call it punching up where it's mm-hmm. like, I, I intentionally like sometimes read things that I know are way outside of my like mental weight class. Yes. Um, just because it's, it's good to sort of like, uh, get roughed up, you know, intellectually, mm-hmm. uh, mentally, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, no, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Murray's a good read. Uh, Wes, how about what have you been into, man? I mean, I know it's only been a few days, but anything new? Well, you said I only have five minutes, so you know, let's go ahead and get started there. Um, as far as playing, I've only been playing one game. Well, I I started Portal Two and put about an hour into it, got up to Chapter Three, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not feeling this right now. And it's like, ah, I don't think we're talking about that, so I can just put that to the side. But the only game that I've been playing basically since like Friday has been Xenoblade Chronicles Three. And let me tell you, this game is just it. It, it will be in my top ten. It, it will absolutely be in my top ten at this point. It is. Wow. Unbelievable storytelling. Absolute weeb trash, but not as weeb trash as Xenoblade 2. So that's good. (laughs) But I've never seen a game with like such great cinematography. So the cinematography is fantastic. The music, the plot twists. It's just like, oh my goodness. This is like the first and second game. Like you take all the good parts and then you put them all together in like one good game. And apparently it's like 100 hours, but I'm like only 30 hours into it. And I think I'm almost done. But it is unbelievably good you don't really have to play the first two at all to understand it as far as i can tell i mean there will be some connections i'm pretty sure later down the road but at this point everything's pretty straightforward so highly recommended highly recommended i like if this is not like the game of the year i think well i mean i guess elden ring came out this year so yeah whatever (laughs) but Mm -hmm. it's unbelievably good so if you have a chance to get it definitely do so um as far as Mm -hmm. what i've been reading i started up the audiobook by Ryan Holiday, it just came out like a month ago called Discipline is Destiny, The Power of Self-Control. He's the stoic guy, okay. the daily mm-hmm. stoic yeah. dude. This book is really good. It has a whole lot of like little mini biographies of different people in history and how self-control is what led to their success. And I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, other than a couple of like F-bombs thrown here and there, it's like I could almost read this in my class. So, you know. Thinking like, okay, I gotta have to gonna have to self sense there a little bit. But I mean, it's dude, really good yeah. stuff. You're like in liberal like stronghold country. I'm pretty sure that you could like the the, <laughs> the most offensive part would be where like they're actually being held responsible for their own actions. You know, it's like, hey, you yeah. you, you actually are not just the slaves to the whims of others. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like having any kind of sense of responsibility is going to set off some alarms with these, (laughs) these kids, but you know, whatever, but it's really good. Definitely recommend it. I'm just listening to the audiobook. It's only about seven hours long. So definitely give that a try. As far as what I've been watching, what have I been watching? Oh, I've been watching one piece movies on Netflix because they have a couple up there. So I've just been kind of going through those and I'm still making my way through the one piece manga. And I'll tell you what I'm not watching. I'm definitely not watching the, 
apparently Shin Ultraman got leaked online. So somebody found like a streaming Wait, a streaming rental copy and they leaked it online. So everybody on my Twitter thing has seen it and they posted up spoilers galore. And I'm just like, oh shoot, I hate you all. Twitter is the worst. I need to stay off of it for like the rest of my life at this point. So apparently it's Twitter. really good though. Twitter is the worst, dude. Um, but Josh, how about you? What have you been playing the last couple of days, buddy? Well, uh, okay. So the other night, you know, it's October. I was getting into the getting into mm-hmm. just, the, just the spookiness of the month, and I had a decision in front of me. I was either going to, in this, you know, this is a good Christian podcast, so I'm going to self censor a little bit here. I was either going to uh, plop down on the couch and turn on Hulu and watch Heck Razor. Because that one sounds like it's it's okay, so I was interested in that. But instead, I decided to plop down in front of the PC and finish up Heckblade, Senua's Act. So I had one hell of a night. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, look at you, so edgy, so <laughs> just edgy. so My much. My wife edge. is looking at me like I'm a crazy person right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i did i did finish up. good yell at him samantha <laughs> yell at him some more um so yeah yeah and it, i i have thoughts it's uh it definitely scratched the itch of spooktober games for sure mm-hmm. um there's there's some freaky stuff that's going on in that game mm-hmm. um but for different reasons oh, and we, ask, we will discuss that later what was that jacob i have to ask did you watch the uh making of video on youtube for that i have not i haven't played it but i but I have seen the video for it. Nice. Now, I have I've watched other YouTubers talk about the game and they reference some of that stuff. So like even the acting, the the um what's it, mocap and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like yeah. that's that's pretty yeah. awesome. And even just the way that the game um melds in like actual actors with with the CGI stuff, like it's it's weird, but it makes sense in game because it is again I this isn't a spoiler. If you know anything about the game, there there is um, one of the themes is mental illness in the game, and so they kind of weave in. It's it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird, and it's creepy. And uh, yeah, there's a lot more to talk about in that game. Um, but I did finish it up, and uh, yeah, I've got thoughts that I'm not all going to share here because we'll be discussing that later. Um, Mm-hmm. But you know, spooky yeah. times for October. So that Spooptober. Says by Nate, spoopy thing. I am I have Dead Space Three up in my room. I mean Dead Space One, sorry. So Dead Space Three Man is like my sorry, least favorite what, Dead Space. I don't know. It is the first one. It's the first one. Nice. Oh yeah, the, the first, first one. I don't know why I said three. <laughs> well, the first one's awesome. So it is. play it. Yeah. Good. So that's what I go, go spoop yourself. <laughs> You guys can have. I also your have the Amnesia yeah. trilogy on my Switch. Mm. Mm. Just don't spoop your pants. Well, I'm so so. Mark, as as a general rule, I'm not into horror either. But there's something about like survival horror games that just uh a few like like 15 years ago. Um, just I don't know. It was like uh there was well it was like 10 years ago probably, but like Resident Evil Four. Dead Space and like a there's a probably a couple others that worked and it was like they all sort of hit at the right time and 
Aside from the jump scares and sort of like the the set piece stuff, like a lot of it is just like it's very like most of the time it's just about resource management. And like once my brain sort of like gets past like the oh like you know jump scares and you know dying in sort of you know gnarly ways, um, like my brain loves the whole like oh I need to maximize ammo and resources and like like there's something about that that my brain just goes boop like and I'm like oh. Like, yes, I will I like, like that. That is a thing that I very much like. Um, <laughs> I don't like the whole like, oh, like, you know, zombies come out and try and are trying to eat my face thing. Um, but like once I can sort of like, like, like I said, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, so when you say that, cause I can, I think I can do last of us, right? Okay. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I haven't played the second one, but I, I, I can do that. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I could just like live in a resident evil game for, 20 hours or however long it takes oh dude well when i did v- vr uh i did resident evil 7 in vr and it, it's a video that has popped up in the discord several times and it, there's like me man bear pig screaming being like oh no oh no <laughs> like this it's like yeah it's oh dude i you know what i used to i used to laugh at you when I saw that, but the other day when I played Beat Saber at the uh, at Wonderworks, mm-hmm. that was my first like real VR experience. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, if Resident Evil is that immersive, yeah, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I I was like, like, yeah, I don't know if I could um, do it, and and I enjoy stuff like that. Like I, you know, I generally only have time to play video games at the beginning of the day. And at the very end, after my kids are asleep, and especially games like Heckblade, I'm not going to play that in front of my kids. Um, so I do it with all mm-hmm. the lights off, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, VR that sounds that sounds like a whole other monster. I don't know if I'd be able to to do that. But uh, thanks, and I hate that. <laughs> um. But hey. how about you, Nate? Um. Well, it's funny. Funny you mention uh, Hellblade, um, not Heckblade. Hellblade. Um, <laughs> I want to play Heckblade. That sounds fun. <laughs> it's like it's like a much. It's, it's <laughs> that maybe that's maybe that'll be like a bite size. Is like how you can do I, that game for something fun like single indie a, game, you know, single like five dollars on Steam. <laughs> yeah, I I wanted to oh, to uh, John John Header from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> you know, does like you know voices the lead lead character. Um, <laughs> does one heck of a him, Tina. That's so sweet, sweet ninja skills, bow staff skills, nunchuck skills. Oh man, come and get your ham, Tina. Um, Tina, come get some dinner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh man, um, we're, um, we're getting off the rails. Um, but I also played that. Um, I actually sat down over the last couple of days and just like sort of like chewed right through it. I hmm. uh, ended up getting the platinum for it because really the only I, I sort of looked at it and the only optional trophy was um, getting all the lore stones. Hmm. And so I just I pulled up a lore stone guide and I just checked to see how many were in each thing. And then you can even if you look at the lore stones, like there's a little indicator to show like how many are in each thing yeah. um, and how many you've got. Yeah. And so it's just like, and it carries if through I couldn't fu- for other playthroughs too, if you, if mm-hmm. you, so if you, again, so yeah, it's, it's not, it's not and super, it's, super difficult. And so it was like, it didn't really add any time to it, but I, I sort of like ripped through that. Um, 
I guess I got the platinum for that. And yeah, I have thoughts on that as well. It's yeah, I think Josh, one of the things that sort of when you were, we were texting back and forth a little bit, it's very much like an art house kind of game. Um, and there are things that I, I really appreciate about it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just kind of leads me to ask the question, like, what are they going to do with Hellblade to yeah. uh, Senua's Saga? Yeah, I agree. I'm like, because because I just feel like Senua's sacrifice feels very, I mean, th there were things there that I'm like, okay, yeah, you could probably like streamline and sort of polish up a few things. But it's it's a really fascinating piece of work. And it's not, it's like you can play it in two or three sittings. And it's not like spooky, spooky. It's intense. And it's it's more atmospheric than anything. Yeah played that uh, really I don't know if enjoyed is is quite like I didn't like I liked my time with it but it's like it's hard to like it's kind of like uh because the the subject matter is so sort of heavy it's kind of like ah, I don't know if I could really say I enjoyed it but um in in addition to that uh of course a little bit of destiny 2 with Deuce mm -hmm. and Parker over the last couple of nights Actually, a uh, friend of the show, Micah Gear Solid, and I hopped into uh, Returnal has a co-op mode, and so we were we were going to run the Tower of Sisyphus, which is like the new Endless Runner mode um, in Returnal, but instead, because it wouldn't let us do that, because apparently that's just single player only, um, we just sort of did a run through the game. Uh, because I've actually never beaten Returnal. And so we were at the mm -hmm. the third boss and Mike and I were sort of like just hanging out for a few hours playing Returnal. And uh, it was a good time. Always a good time to hang out with that dude. Uh, I've also been playing that chess roguelike thing called Pombarian uh, still, which is fun, but it's also, it's a thing. I don't know. Um, so It is a game and, and I play it. It's a game and I play it. And so it's got three stages and each stage has like, I think seven levels. Okay. Um, and then you go through these and I've beaten all of them on normal difficulty. And then chain one is a slightly higher difficulty and I've beaten, I'm working my way through that. And I think it goes through like two or three chains or difficulty settings. Um, at what point in time, one, should I even consider this for having like a beaten sort of category? And if so, at what point in time, like at what point in time do I say like, no, I've beaten this game? Because I ran through the the first difficulty fairly quickly. Like, and this is not like a game that you're not playing it to beat it. You're just playing it to sort of like, you know, it's just, it's a fun little like puzzly thing. Mm -hmm. um, do, do you guys have any thoughts at, as far as that goes with 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 uh, the beatdown scoring meta? You know, I've thought about this with Gran Turismo Seven because, like, do you just get gold on all the tracks, and that's what that's what you know that's how you beat it, or do you you know is a certain amount of time, or is it like at a point where you felt like you've gotten your your money's, money's worth? worth. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've got my five bucks out of it, but I'm also like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just like a weird question that like I'm I'm sort of wrestling with. At some point in time, I may just be like, "Hey, you know what? I've beaten this. I'm still going to play it, but I've beaten it." <laughs> like, but for now, I'm well, just like, eh. oh, I mean, it has a page on how long to beat, and I'm assuming it has an entry on GG. So, and it says it? the main story is supposed to be five and a half hours for how long to beat. So it's like for Pawn Barian. Yeah. What? 
Okay, yeah. now now it's like right there. Boom. The part of the show where I Google things. <laughs> so it's five and a half hours for the main story, eleven hours for the main insides, thirty-one and a half for completionist. Mm. What? So yeah. thirty minutes for Wes. So long as he plays it for thirty yeah, minutes, you know. it'll be good. <laughs> I mean I'm probably gonna be seen to play three and forty hours, so you know. I don't understand how I, I I'm gonna have to like do some actual like research into this. Mm. Like where are they counting as like five and a half hours? Are you on drugs? Or are you people just bad at this game? <laughs> Well, you are a chess master, right? So, I mean, come on. Uh, uh, the master, n- <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm like probably mid rate. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I'm, I'm better than a bunch of people. I'm also worse than not as good as a bunch of people. I am. So, I will say, I'm, if I'm gonna have to, if you scroll down on that page on how long to beat, it does say that there are only five people polled um, for the main story and main plus extras. The completionist is only one person polled. But that's mm-hmm. 67 hours? Wait. So how does that No, 31 and a half hours right, for completion. Right, but if you scroll down, it only shows that one person was polled for that, which I don't understand how that works. But um, I'm going to so, have to look into this. It, yeah. The, the closest thing that I can think of that I've played that I've done something like that with was um, uh, Taiko no Tatsujin uh, Drum and Fun on Switch. So that mm-hmm. one doesn't have mm-hmm. a, a finished state. Like it, it, I don't recall if it even has yeah. any kind of credit rolls. So what I did is I, it doesn't have a story mode either. Right, so. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I just played through all the songs and made sure that I finished my like my criteria was playing through all the songs on normal. Now I actually played through all of them on hard because I wanted to get good at the game. But so long as I could finish each track on hard, which some of them, let me tell you, it took quite a while to, to get that down. Yeah. But once you start tapping on the screen, then, oh my gosh, like once mm-hmm. you hit the groove, the flow state, it's, it's fantastic. So anyways, sorry, I'm not, talking, I'm not here to talk about Taiko no Tatsujin. Um, Wes could definitely do that better than I could. I was like, um, why not? <laughs> but but that's, <laughs> that's how I did it was like, basically, so long as you're on normal, I mean, like. I would say whatever the the normal state of of playing the game is, you know, that they've they determined. So long as you finished all the like main content in the game, I I wouldn't require a, a difficulty bump in order to say that you finished it. Personally, I just yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> what are these people doing? <laughs> like I'm like playing it on normal. I was like. Uh, maybe a couple hours okay. to like run through that first difficulty. Yeah. Maybe I was like, I did not find, but again, I have a fairly extensive. All right. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. Uh, as far as like watching anything, uh, nothing really that I haven't already talked about. Like I'm kind of watching being puppy cat still on Netflix. Cause that's just, it's a bit of a fever dream and it's kind of cute and charming. And like, I need something to wash away like the, the sort of the, the, the depression and the psychosis that, uh, Hellblade kind of dumped on me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I was like, I'm going to watch this thing. that's about a couple of weirdos. Um, <laughs> and it's actually kind of delightful and charming and absurd. Uh, but other than that, haven't really been in 
into anything else. But what I will say, and I guess we're sort of rolling into this, but uh, because I did platinum uh, Hellblade, mm-hmm. that gives me yep. a negative two. So my beatdown score is at negative five. And speaking of the beatdown, hey. uh, GG is the official app of the Backlog Beatdown, our year-long sort of uh, backlog management meta. And we really like GG. We really like Charles Watson. He's a friend of, of ours and a friend of the show. You can create custom lists. You can sort of uh, populate a feed sort of taking sort of seeing what your friends are playing and if you like what he's doing he's constantly sort of like tweaking and sort of adjusting all the time uh you know and uh if you sign up for the elite tier uh you can get access to early builds and have a little more uh access to charles on his discord server with a unique role um the elite tier i think runs five bucks a month and 50 bucks a year it's a great it's a great app great service we love it and uh, like i said we like it so much it we uh it's the official app of the Backlog Beatdown. Other things that we hope you like. Uh, well, it's the show, right? Uh, and we have a bunch of guys here on tonight who, uh, you know, uh, we're going to assume uh, have enjoyed the show or at least fans or at least they hopefully kind of like us. And uh, we have a couple of our patrons. And so we have a Patreon because that's what you do if you have a podcast, apparently. Um, Josh did not like the like, give us money, please thing I did last time. So I'm going to do it again just just <laughs> to punish him. Um, just because I'm a terrible co-host. Um, but if you like what we do and you're interested in sort of going a little bit above and beyond for as little as a buck a month, you can get early access to our episodes. You can get access to us. You can, as a, as a patron, you can nominate a topic or a game for us to play um, or a topic to discuss throughout the year. And you can join us on those episodes. Uh, you also get access to video feeds. Um, is it, am I missing anything, Josh, or did I hit all the, the foundations? I think, I think that's everything. We're doing very well. Oh, thank you, GLaDOS. You know, in addition to other things that we hope you like, right? Um, uh, we, alongside our friend Wes, the, you know, Mr. Wes, the Henshin dad himself, and, uh, our buddy, uh, Paul, the artist currently known as the techno funk boy Lytle, are members of the Playwell Network. Uh, we, we like these, those dudes. We like their takes on entertainment and they're sort of, you know, we like what they're doing in, in the, uh, the podcast spheres. And we would recommend that you check out what they're up to these days. With that being said, here's a word from one of them. Excuse me, may I have a moment of your time to talk about the wonder and beauty of tokusatsu? See, tokusatsu is a Japanese word for special effects and usually refers to the super fun TV shows you watched as a kid with those heroes wearing spandex and those giant rubber monsters and cool explosions and awesome transformations. (sighs) So cool. I happen to be a big fan of it and run a podcast about the entire genre. So if you could just, like, I don't know, subscribe and, and take a listen to my episodes, I greatly appreciate it. It's called the Henshin Dad Podcast, and it's it's kind of awesome, or at least my, my mom thinks so, but she still hasn't reviewed it on iTunes yet, so. But anyway, thanks for your time. Just just check it out, the Henshin Dad Podcast. It's on Anchor, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, okay, okay, bye! And... 
we're back. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're sort of, it's a book club episode. We're going to be talking about Portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've sort of already mentioned that uh, before. And as sort of things go on one of these, uh, I've got a little bit of information sort of at the top of this where it's, you know, I'm going to sort of go down through the back of the baseball card. We're going to talk about a little bit of context and baggage. And then we're going to sort of after that, we're going to issue a spoiler warning. But of course, Let's be honest, there isn't really a ton to spoil in this game. But if you want to keep that absolutely pristine and you're saying like, and and here's what I would say too, is when we get to that point, the game takes like maybe three hours to run through. It's not super difficult. Um, well, mostly. Um, but it's, you could, it's one of those things where you could probably hop on, play it, and then, you know, come back and you'd hardly, hardly miss a beat. Um, we'd probably still be talking about it um, because we are really good at being bad at brevity. So that being said, let's talk about a little bit of the sort of like uh, the the relevant details here. So again, we're talking about Portal. It was developed and published by Valve. Um, and it's what, what's kind of interesting and just a, a bit of a side note here is that aside from this and like Half-Life uh, uh, episode one and two, uh, or Half-Life 2 episodes 1 and 2, and, you know, like the orange box stuff and all that. Like Valve and Half-Life Alex, I guess, Valve has not done a ton of the actual development. Uh, they do, they've, they've done some publishing, but over the last, in the last like 10 years. But it's, it's kind of weird because this, this marks actually like a bit of a high point. And then it's just like, they did the Left 4 Dead games as well. Um, but yeah, it's just like, they haven't really actually developed a whole bunch recently. Um, but, and, and again, that's just sort of a weird, neat observance thing. Yeah. Um, but it is a, this is available on a multitude of platforms. Uh, it was initially, a re- but it was initially released on Windows and Xbox 360 uh, in October of 2007. Uh, it came a month later to P- PS3 in November of 2007 showed up on uh, Mac OS, the, the Mac operating system in May of 2010, Linux in May of 2013, Android May of 2014. Um, so that's kind of an inter- hmm. interesting little sequence. And then most recently it actually popped up on switch uh, June 28th, 2022. And what, and I'll, I'll, I have to be really kind of uh, honest here. I was kind of disappointed that that sort of uh, that, that version that is on Switch, which is how I played it this time, uh, did not come to modern, you know, or to other contemporary consoles. So, like, it didn't come to the Series S or X, and it didn't come to uh, PlayStation 4 and 5. And the only reason I say that um, is because, and I guess, like, you know, with the Series S and X, like, you could still probably play Orange Box. Um, so, you would have access to, um, the original portal and then portal two would be backwards compatible as well as I think. But, uh, I just, it's sort of, again, interesting little observations here. First, it's a first person shooter kind of thing, but it's also a puzzle platformer and it's mostly physics based. A lot of like momentum manipulation and stuff like that. Um, actually really cool. Um, but, uh, aside from that, you know, it's, there's, that's it. Those are all sort of the really relevant details. And I'll just sort of kick us off as far as like to kick us off as far as like context and baggage goes. 
I originally played this probably on the 360 or the PS3 or PC. I remember when this came out and sort of the house I was living in, uh, I had access to all three of those machines and I know that I played it. And it was like one of those games that I played a little bit of it and then I bounced off because I was just like, ah, this is not my thing. Um, and coming back to it, I'm kind of actually disappointed that I had done that because one, it is a fairly quick little burn, but it's also, I think I sort of probably cut out pretty quick just because I was like, you know, not feeling it. But I'd be interested to sort of uh, hear some of your other guys' sort of experience about this. Uh, Mark, you you referenced, and we'll start with you, um, if you don't mind, but you referenced yeah. that you actually, like, you played it back in college, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> for a while, and I think, honestly, Portal and Portal 2, just as, like, a singular entity, are probably on sort of my Mount Rushmore of video game experiences. Nice. Um, so I remember um, back in 2007, I was a soft, sophomore. No, no, no. Yeah, I was a sophomore in college. And um, my friend and I were watching cable because we got free cable in the dorm. Mm. And they had a, I think they had a commercial for the Orange Box and specifically for Portal. And I remember immediately like thinking, oh, I, I got to play this game. Like this, mm. this looks awesome. Me and me and my buddy went. Um, I think later that week we we both went to Best Buy and he got the Xbox three three sixty version. And I got the PS three version, and um and yeah, um, I guess we can talk about. We'll probably talk about how the the sort of game unfolds later. But um, you know, I, I went into it completely blind, had no idea. I thought it was just going to be sort of like a you know a puzzle game, and it, I would have been happy with that. Um, just because of the, you know, the mechanics and like the good ideas that they had, but, um, as it ended up being kind of a lot more than that, um, it just became one of my, one of my favorite games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, it, it's definitely, I, I can agree with the sentiment too. And I, I feel like that's a, it, it on its surface, it does feel very much like just like, oh, this is like, kind of like, like puzzle game. But then, yeah, as the story unfolds, it does become just a little bit more than that. But Jake, uh, as you know, as our other sort of first time guest on the show, what uh, what kind of context or baggage do you bring to uh, you know, Valve's portal? I think I got my Red Three Sixty pretty much when the Xbox One was announced. It was it was. It was a while back, maybe 13, maybe 14. When did the 360 drop? But I remember getting it when I was okay. pretty young. And I remember getting Minecraft, and I remember playing a demo of the Orange Box mm-hmm. Portal version before it was available by itself on the 360 Marketplace, which I actually bought two days ago to finish <laughs> for this episode. And I have completed the uh, Steam version. Nice. Okay. Like, so you've gotten all the Steam achieve, the, uh, achievements or whatever. Yeah. Which I had some trouble I, with. I actually. don't know. Technical. Like, I know that when I was playing the Switch version, there were some achievements that were popping. How many Switch, uh, How many Steam achievements, I mean, do you know offhand how many Steam achievements there are? I'm just kind of, I'm I think a little curious. There? Let me see. 15. 15, okay. So that's, that's not too bad. Yeah. That's not too bad. Um. Yeah, but it's definitely not as bad as Mirror's Edge. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's a, n- another bad. physics and momentum-based game. Totally different vein, though. <laughs> um, Wes, yeah, portals like Wes, where are you at, man, with, with Portal? What kind of uh, context or baggage are you bringing here, bud? Well, similarly to how uh, Mark described it, I went to college in 2008, a year after the game came out. <sighs> and of course, you know, I, this might blow your mind, but I fit in with the nerds super well in college. Like, I'm sure that is a shock to all of you <laughs> with my stunning football-like physique. But I fit in with the nerds very well, and I had a roommate who was just absolutely obsessed with this game, mm. kind of to the point of being super obnoxious. So I was like initially <laughs> like super turned off to it because he just would not stop referencing the game. And, you know, this is the era of, you know, nerdum and geekery where like, do you just say random quotes from a game? And it's just like, oh my goodness, your, your big bang theory humor is so cutting. It's so great. I get it. Blah, blah, blah. This randomness. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so obnoxious, <laughs> but eventually I did actually kind play like the game. I, uh, I ended up buying, I think I had a, a power book at that point. Actually, I got it from same said roommate. And I don't know if it was through the PowerBook or through the MacBook Pro that I bought a few months later. I actually had to run it through a PC like emulation setup with Wine, if you're yep. familiar with that at all, mm-hmm. with how Macs and everything work. And it was absolutely absurd. The frame rate was just completely ridiculous. Like it was so bad, like maybe like 15 frames a second. But Oof. I played the entirety mm. of the original Portal like that. Oof. It took me forever. Wow. It was so bad, especially on that one puzzle where it's just like on different levels and you keep jumping up and then you have to shoot the next one and going down. I'm like, even on the switch, that was difficult, but like 15 frames a second. That was, that was no bueno for me, but I ended up enjoying it a lot. And once it came to steam, I did the same thing. I ran it through like a wine setup and I played all the portal two through steam like that. So I was like, Oh, okay. This is still really bad, but you know, the voice acting is really great. So great game absolutely love it i kind of detest the internet humor culture that grew up around it and i think it was kind of a one of those landmark games that changed the entire like horizon of internet memes and everything forever but other than that you know taken on its own it's a really solid game and my uh, the playthrough that i did was about 90 minutes long this last time which is like way better than last time (laughs) Would you say, okay, so like you, you talked about like the, the fact that your roommate sort of would quote bits and pieces and would talk about it and uh, how, how much you love that. Is that sort of the equivalent of uh, when we were kids, you would like watch like Monty Python and the Holy Grail or the Princess Bride and you would mm-hmm. just like spit out those quotes nonstop? Like is, is, is it – so basically I'm asking – is Portal the Princess Bride of the video game of video games? Uh, I think it's the the Big Bang theory of video games in terms of the the culture surrounding it. So like the you know Bazinga, I'm like that. Okay, whatever. Kick is a lie. It's like shut up. I don't want to hear that. I think at one point I had the whole like still alive song memorized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that song so much, <laughs> yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. The song is great. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I tend to loathe fandoms. So, that, yeah. Which is, <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm a Sonic there's, fan. There's, <laughs> you got it, right? <laughs> there's irony in that, Wes. Um, but, uh, uh, oh, there's, there's, it's so thick. It's so thick. The irony is. <laughs> Dorian, how about you? Any context or baggage to bring to this big guy? Yeah, I, I played this for the first time uh, back in the 360 days. Okay, um, got it on the uh, the Xbox Live Arcade. Um, 
and yeah, it was very unique at the time uh, for me. Uh, I was playing a lot of first-person shooters at the time, uh, you know, the Call of Duties and, you know, so forth. And yep. uh, yeah, this was a neat little game. And uh, yeah, unlike anything I've ever played before. And, and uh, you know, like as I mentioned before, uh, with the, you know, revisiting it, especially, uh, you know, it caused me to play the play through the Turing test. Um but you know, there's just something about the. It was fun to go through again because even playing through it all those years ago, you know, I, I you know I tell people it's like, oh yeah, Portal was awesome. Portal was awesome. If you look at my Xbox avatar, I have the Portal Two hat. Ah. You know, uh, so it really got me into Portal Two. Uh, you know, just that whole the whole world. It was it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course. You know the many quotables. You know the cake is a lie, and and uh, just kind of the I don't want to call it dark humor. I don't know what kind of humor it would be, uh, but it's just it's hilarious. It's hilarious mm-hmm. and nerdy, yeah. but it's just great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and even to the point where uh, one of my old phones actually had I purposely downloaded the soundboard for GLaDOS nice. for both uh, Portal 1 and Portal 2 and I would use it like all the time in random situations. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, which, you know, I did a couple times here. I couldn't find an app on the Apple store so I found it on a website. Okay. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I appreciate no, um, your dedication to that, man. Oh, yeah, man. I, I was I was sitting there actually looking through them like, okay, when can I use this? this is, <laughs> um, is Wes like seething uh, right now? Hate the fandom. Don't play another uh, another voice clip. Um, but no, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, you know, like I said, when um, there, there's just something about maybe I'm just at the stage of life. I don't know. But you know, if it's relaxing to play, you know, these type of games, yeah. especially mm-hmm. before you go to bed because you feel like you accomplished something, you feel intelligent, and you can just wake up, say, Ha, you know, I did something yesterday. Now I'm gonna do something today and hope I don't fail. <laughs> but I, I you know, I bested that puzzle. So um yeah, no, I I, I enjoy the game. I'm I'm trying to get my wife to play it and you know, she's stuck mm. in her like 600 hours of Animal Crossing. <laughs> <sighs> but, um, you know, I'll I get her into it uh, soon here. So I'll see what she thinks. But, yeah. yeah. Nice. How about you, Josh? What what you got for us, man? Nice. Well, I really don't have that much um, because I didn't play it until, I mean, it was probably like three or four years ago, something like that. Um, I, I, it it was one of those games that I currently, you know, like have on my backlog that one of my games of shame where it's like, I know this is supposed to be a great game. I've just never gotten around to playing it. And you know, you can pick it up for like a dollar. Like it's super cheap. I I played Mm -hmm. it on steam and played through it. And, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's, it's funny coming to it so much later because like, like, I knew what was going to happen because it's so ingrained in like internet meme culture completely. Mm-hmm. So it didn't feel like surprise. The story didn't feel surprising to me. Like I knew what was going to happen. I, I knew the cake is a lie. I knew the, you know, that I knew th- th- that, that certain bad guys were bad guys from the beginning, you know, it's just, it's just how it is. So, yeah. 
like the story itself wasn't surprising, but like you said, Dorian, the humor is still like it still really holds up. You know, it's just, it's fun, um, and, and even though it is dark humor, it's it's like I like how deadpan they play it. It's it's good. So uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I do enjoy puzzle games. Also, it's funny because I think of it almost in the same category as like a Professor Layton, where it's like a logic puzzle. You know, except this is mm, physics yeah. based, which I totally yes. get that that in context, mm-hmm. the context that I personally did not have, like this was somewhat revolutionary because like you hadn't ever really put those things together in a way that fits so well. Because like this feels like a really small game because it's so short. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do some really cool stuff. Like no two levels are the same. It continues to like grow on mm-hmm. itself throughout the whole thing. So I'm sorry. I, I have to circle yeah. back. I'm still I'm still trying to grasp a hold of how Wes did this in 15 frames a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. It was not 90 minutes, let me tell you. Well, it was here's, like a thing, week Dorian, here's here's the thing with like Wes. I just don't ask how he does anything <laughs> when it comes to games. Um, because I don't need to have my brain broken because he's like, I played through Bravely Default 2 in 35 and a half hours. And I'm like, he's like, and I'm pretty sure I covered everything. And I'm like how does he do this? Whereas a like, friend of the show, Paul's like, I'm like on hour 71 and I have like, you know, I might be halfway through <laughs> now. Um, and it just like it West West never ceases to amaze me with how just like quickly he can sort of like just churn through games. Um, yeah. So he must be a speed reader. Well, and I, I, I think yeah, just a like, he he's also but when it comes to like the dealing with 15 frames a second i think wes uh you know in the 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 years that i've known him has just demonstrated a a very large amount of patience and uh so he's just like he's just like yeah like you know iron man levels of just sort of like fortitude right there he's just like nah that's what's work teaching two dozen you know five to ten year olds every day does to you it's just like you gotta have a tremendous amount of patience because they're all moving at like either 120 frames a second or two frames a second so (laughs) it applies to real life nothing in between well the frame rate is the difficulty slider right because there's only really the one difficulty in portal unless you have to play it at 15 frames a second that's like yeah super obtuse mode oh my um i mean that's that's less than ocarina of time i think that ran at like 20 frames a second mm. yeah I, yeah so that's i don't wow. know i mean it's hyper hyperbole obviously but you know right. i i don't know there were times where it was just like five seconds of just like nothing and i'm just like yeah. okay mm. this lag is great and my <laughs> macbook sounds like it's a space shuttle right now so <laughs> awesome nice nice it's like uh, but all right, well, let's kind of just uh, a, a, like a little bit of spoiler-free sort of talk here, and just about the gameplay. So I, I I played it here recently, you know, this sort of for this episode on my Switch, and 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 frankly, I didn't have any performance issues. I thought it played really well uh, for the most part. Uh, most of my frustration was purely uh, user error um, because I'm just not as good at games as I'd like to be or as I used to be, or, and, and I just don't have the, the time to invest in getting good uh, the way that I used to. Um, but I really, really enjoyed the, the, the physics based momentum stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
actually, as I was talking, uh, as I was playing the game the, the other night, sort of trying to wrap it up, uh, I was chatting with uh, Isaac from the Discord uh, a little bit about it. And we were just sort of, the the fact that no one since, you know, that no one has used sort of the same, that 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 portal tech sort of idea in a game now i know and we we actually brought up uh when when isaac and i were talking uh he mentioned that uh that slipgate game that uh came out and i think it's it's since been they've since like pulled it off and they're actually coming back and they're doing like a full revamp of of it but like that the 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 portal sort of physics based stuff i was like this is so cool and yes you can just sort of leave it as a full game like sort of its own little sort of encapsulated experience i said but like this would be so cool in other contexts as like maybe part of a bigger toolkit you know and again somebody's you know obviously sort of basically made a sort of like mashed that up with halo and they're they're making a game out of it but um that just just to me like sort of like the fact that mechanically it still holds up after 15 years you know, um, is, is pretty impressive. And I just, I wanted, and again, this is me coming to it 15 years later. And like, like you said, Josh, like uh, uh, all of like this sort of like the story beats and stuff that's been memed to death. And I, I sort of knew all of the reveals and all that stuff. And we'll, we'll get to that eventually. But like I said, I was kind of shocked by how good the game felt like, and it, and it really kind of even, even, on that note, it kind of was really a little frustrating because it's like Valve really does have, and again, I know that, you know, I, I sort of mentioned this when we first started talking about this, but uh, Valve, outside of a few games, hasn't done a whole lot of development uh, over the last, like, you know, 10, 15 years. And I'm like, man, you guys, you, you have such an incredibly talented team that can make a game that even 15 years later still feels this good to play for the most part. You you did mention the, the 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 bouncing between the different platforms at the different levels. I did get a little like motion sick at at one point. It was like because of the the constantly shifting perspective there. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that mm, didn't did not like that part so much. Um, but y- you know, why don't we sort of uh, yeah? I'd like to hear what you guys think. Just sort of like like saying coming into this game 15 years after it was sort of dumped out into the, the, the ether sphere. And why don't I sort of reverse the order here, Josh, like, you know, well, th- what do you, this game would be great in VR. That's my thought there. Oh, uh, it'd be <laughs> v- vomit inducing. <laughs> no, um, you know, this is such in VR and in first in line. <laughs> this is such, yeah, no, I, that's, that's a horrible idea. Yeah. It's, it's like, how long can you last? Um, because yeah, it's even, it's disorienting. Like I I remember when I played it, I literally played it on a tablet that was running windows. Um, and so, and even that got, yeah, it, it wasn't exactly like it was motion sickness, but it it was confusing at times. So I can only imagine having the screen on your face and feeling like you're actually there. Um, but anyways, so what strikes me is that this is a, a pretty short game. Um, but they do a lot with it. Now, just side note, you know, you're talking about Valve and their different teams. This was, I, I believe Valve purchased, like hired on the team to make this game, that it was like a, a, 
uh, what was it? This is actually so something like that. Portal was a student project. Yeah, yeah. It, so, it started out as a student project, and they brought that team on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was called Narbacular Drop. Yes, there you go. There you go. It had some crazy yeah. name. I knew it started with an. They N. named it. Yeah, they named it so that it would be unforgettable. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Which I actually I dig that name. I, they should have mm, kept that. No, <laughs> I, I would. I would have been like, is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyways, uh, so so in Valve makes hand over fist from Steam, like they don't have yeah. to make any more money developing it. Anyways, anyway, there's a whole other the whole other side discussion. So it's a short game. I actually haven't played Portal Two. You can shoot me. Um, I'll, I need to because I've heard it's really good. But I, you're talking about using this physics puzzle thing in a different game and while that could be cool for a first person shooter i i fully admit like if you can integrate that well that sounds really cool um i see a lot of issue like the problem is that people would break it wide open and just go bonkers with it because i mm -hmm. see somewhat similar things in uh breath of the wild like people break open the physics for that and do insane things in that game, but that game is about exploration. Wind bombing is the best thing What's in that, that game. Oh Wind bombing is the best thing. In yeah, that game. if you can pull that off, like more power to you. But that that stuff just so man, much fun. Looks insane. Um, so trying to incorporate something like this in a game, like I feel like it would literally like break the code of the game. If you're if you get those type of people who really like to do those things, I don't know how you could make it so that this kind of physics puzzle thing it is incorporated into a different style of game, especially when you have multiple people playing for like a shooter. Man, I mean the the back end of that yeah. game has to be has to be rock solid because it seems like you'd you it seems like you'd have to limit it. Oh, like one area of the map allows it, kind of a thing. Um, so anyways, those those are kind of my thoughts. But yes, it's still, the gameplay definitely holds up. I agree. Yeah. Dorian. Yeah. Uh, gameplay is, it, it feels very stiff in a, okay. comparatively speaking. Okay. But somehow it's like, it's not so stiff to where it's bad. It's, it's exactly where it needs to be for this game. Mm. Um, and it's stiff, but smooth. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's stiff, but smooth. You know, you, you can't, you know, turn your sensitivity up and turn around and, you know, drop of a dime at, you know, in like most modern mm. shooters and things like that, but it works well for what it needs to be for this particular type mm. of game. Um, you know, you don't jump very high, but you're barely jumping in this game as it is. Um, I mean, it's it's very bare bones when you think about it. You have your X and Y axis, and you shoot one thing, and you can you know pick up companion cubes and stuff like that and place them. You know, other than that, I mean, what are you really doing? Uh, other than thinking. <laughs> uh, so you know, but and I think that's really the main draw of the game. Um, it's it's not so much how much control you have, like all these robust controls, but with what you have. How can I think my way out of this problem with the tools that I have? Um, you know, and, and that that's really the main draw of, of Portal. Place one here, place one over here before this thing moves or, you know, I need to direct this uh, shooting beam into, you know, so just thinking that that's really like your control, I think, is just... Um, 
you know, I guess how much of a grasp you can get on everything that's happening in the room and then what to, where, what to do with what, with just the simple gun that you have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Wes, what do you, what do you got? Any, anything that, any thoughts to weigh in on this? I mean, as far as the gameplay goes, like I, I do enjoy like right at the beginning of the game, just how like constrained you are with what you have access to. You only really have like the one part of the portal gun and you have to work with the portal that it's already there place for you and but within a few levels like you have the portal gun and just thinking about how throughout all of the different testing levels you're not really gaining any like upgrades or equipment or anything it's like it's still just the portal gun and all of the skills that you do learn are really they they really do have to be organic like there's no like (laughs) easy cheats for this you have to be able to pull off like you know jumping from platform to platform by the end of the game or being able to see that tiny sliver of like the white wall in the background behind the turret Mm. so that you can shoot that specific location and just how good you actually do have to get at the game by the end and I, i do appreciate that it's like it really forces you you know to maybe almost a fault to learn this game or you're not going to complete it. Like there's just, I don't think I could hand this to my wife and I don't think she would have the patience to complete it because she just does not like games like this whatsoever. So, you know, Dorian, best of luck to you. Yeah. Thanks. I think too, sort of even sort of, you know, sort of jumping off that for just a second is the fact that this game is only a couple hours long, um, does really sort of lend itself to that. Um, now I have to be honest too, after playing this, I'm like, I, I'm I'm going to sort of like hold hold off on it, but I really do want to check out Portal 2. Because it's like it does like and I know that there are the extra levels you know, and I'll probably sort of like chew through those at some point in time, but it's like, yeah, it 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 really does sort of force you to get good, but it's it's like the best possible sort of it's not as twitchy. Um it's it is more sort of contemplative and observational. Um, Mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, you have to get your like reflexes down to a certain point so that you can, you know, I mean, there are some times where it's like, you do have to time shots, but it never feels like the call of duty, like knife throw kind of like nonsense. Um, but Jake, how about you? Any, any sort of thoughts as far as like, you know, coming through this, this most recent playthrough? I mean, everybody's pretty much mentioned everything already, but yeah, I just feel like it's very replayable. It's, feel, it's still, even though it's came out so long ago, it still feels like a modern indie game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think probably what you what you're sort of noticing there, if, if I you know would have to hazard a guess, is that there in in most of these scenarios there are no there is no one answer, so you can approach a puzzle eight different ways. Like, and I'm, I'd, I'd be, you yeah. know, it'd be kind of really interesting and, and not that I'm advocating for this happening, but like watching like six people play this simultaneously and how they sort of like approach each room, like, and sort of like to see what sort of, you know, what sort of win conditions each person came to and what their process was, you know, it's because I'm willing to bet that like, even, even among that, like, you know, obviously you're going to have some, like there's low hanging fruit. And I think because we all are sort of like we are you know gamers that we there's like a, a sort of a syntax that we we understand basic game design at this point in time and so like we come to this and there's already sort of like the, the sort of pre these presuppositions or these pre-built sort of like we we recognize the context and we speak this language and so we can interact with it but yeah 
like, you know, Dorian and I was just like, my wife is probably, you know, sort of similar to yours in that she does play a few things. Um, she might not even play nearly as much as your wife does. But when you were like, I'm going to try to get into this, I was like, oh, yeah. I remember her saying like, I was like, good luck on that. <laughs> you know, um, Dude, she'll probably hate me if, if she starts playing that game. It's like, why did you make me play this? I don't like it. <laughs> you know, yeah. She, she, she still has trouble with the like twin stick type of uh yeah which is you know, I, I think because she's played breath of the wild and because okay. she's played in a bridge of spirits i'm yeah. like okay maybe i'll try to ease her into the first person <laughs> to be like you know, this is this is yeah, the good stuff <laughs> <laughs> but you, hey, you just know, gotta get a mouse and keyboard right there you go i can't even play a superior way <laughs> uh, but uh but Mark, how about you? How about this time, man? Like you're playing through yeah. through this. You know, I I saw you 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 nodding your head occasionally on on some of the commentary here. But mm-hmm. what what do you bring to the table here, man? Yeah, well, really quick. So neither of so Josh and Nate, y'all y'all haven't played Portal Two. I haven't beaten it. I've played like. Okay through like the first like 15 20 minutes and i was like and again yeah. it was more of just like oh hey this is kind of cool but it wasn't really my bag you know yeah that's hilarious because it is like 100 percent textbook my bag okay. um <laughs> same um yeah it uh so yeah earlier when i mentioned that um portal one and portal two were kind of like on my mountain rush more like mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like you can really separate the two um because okay. portal one is like it's like the prologue to to portal two we can talk about that maybe later yeah. but to answer your question um everybody kind of said you know how i feel about it i th- i think the only thing that i would add is i think portal portal and portal two um did the thing where you somebody does something so well and they do it first and they do it so like um yeah. in such a signature way I really know that I want to see it in another game. Mm-hmm. Like I played Splitgate a little bit <clears throat> and uh the like portal mechanic was just was a little bit too much for me. And maybe that's just because I'm I'm kind of vanilla in my you know, my shooters. Um mm. it, it I, I just wanted to play Halo and so I never I never used the portals and every time I and every time I was like killed through a portal, it always felt cheap. Mm. Um mm, yeah. But I think the uh, the beauty of Portal and Portal Two is, um, yeah, they the gameplay works so well in that environment because it's it's a contained environment because, um, like Wes was saying earlier, you you're so limited in your tool set. You have a you have a gun that shoots two that shoots one thing and two different versions of a thing, mm-hmm. and you can jump and you can move. Um, and uh, yeah, the world that they created, and and you know, really the writing around it, it, just the execution was so perfect that I don't really want to see that mechanic anywhere else. Mm. Um, maybe that's just me not being very imaginative and being just kind of like uh, precious about things that I love. But um, I think, yeah, um, I can't think of a of a, uh, a corollary right now. But no, but, and I yeah. think I think too, there's something in there because you. Like the, the, the fact of the matter is like they did such a an outstanding job with that to have somebody else sort of like 
take that idea and sort of like it, it's one of those things that yeah I, like a bootleg version of that would sort of cheapen it so i definitely understand like i don't think that's being precious it's just sort of yeah. recognizing that that their sort of master stroke there is is actually what adds to the charm of the game well i think you're never gonna you're never gonna top it i think um what's the what's the new sort of portal like game the um um uh, Dorian, I think you mentioned you were playing it. Oh, uh, the Turing Test. Turing Test, yeah. Like, um, it feels very Portal, and it's going to be compared to to Portal. Um, and so, I, and it, it, I, I really want to play it. It looks like like an awesome game, but I don't think it'll ever like like nobody's going to refer to it being a Turing Test like game. It's always going to be a Portal like game. Like if you see mm-hmm. if you see a shield anywhere else, like a circular shield, it's always going to remind you of Captain America's shield. Mm-hmm. Or if you're swinging around, it's always going to remind you of Spider-Man. Like it's never going to remind you of the thing that is imitating those things. And you, you also um, have to remember too, um, just comparing those two games. Uh, yeah, with the Turing test, puzzles are very good. And again, it's not Portal. It's very different. Mm-hmm. Like some of the yeah. mechanics are, you know, you don't have portals. But at the same time, when you remember, when you think of Portal you're not only thinking of the gameplay, you're thinking of the package as a whole because yeah, no, exactly. you have, yeah. yeah, you have, you have the puzzling aspect, but then you also have just the personality of it with, you know, mm-hmm. the humor and GLaDOS and everything else. So, right. Well, right. I think we've been, you know, and sort of as you guys, I, I think we've sort of been dancing around it. Mark, you were starting to sort of hint at it. Dorian, you, you also had, you know, we, we, it's time, uh, it's time for us to sort of talk about a little bit about the narrative here. Um, and uh, so anybody listening to this, if you haven't played this uh, and, and you do sort of want to re- and, and you're you're actually fortunate enough to sort of come at this with sort of a pristine sort of understanding that it, nothing has been spoiled for you thus far. What I would really Welcome encourage video you, game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would encourage you to just go play it. It's it's short. It's fairly accessible. And uh, I think, you know, honestly, if you have the opportunity to just come at it that way, you're really going to appreciate it. You're really going to enjoy it. But that being said, I'm I'm sure you can pick it up really cheap. All you got to do is turn on uh, our previous book club episodes, something like that, and you'll be able to beat it in the time that it takes to listen through to one of those episodes (laughs) or Mother 3, you know, one of those. Or just, Turn on. yeah, I mean, if you're really talented like Wes, it could just be like a standard fair episode, yeah, um, yeah. yeah with, with, with time to spare. But uh, all that being said, I am going to issue a hail and hearty spoilers, and uh, it's time, guys. So let's, and again, I, I mentioned the fact that earlier there, there isn't a ton of what I would call narrative to spoil, um, because the, the story is kind of thin but i i do think they're, they're you know and, and thin in this it's not the the actual narrative itself isn't the charming thing it's all the interaction between glados and chell so let's mm-hmm. who wants to take a crack at sort of like unpacking this thing a little bit for me rather than unpacking it just just based on what you said i would compare it to something like the stanley parable which also uses that source engine where there's not really much of a plot it's more of the tone that everything takes mm-hmm. so anyways yeah. yeah no i think that's that yeah that's that's a it's a great sort of I, uh, stanley parables is on the list of things to play as well uh, so but uh, who wants to, well, Mark, since you, you yep. know, you and Wes have sort of been our, our big enthusiasts 
And, um, you know, would either one of you two like to sort of talk about some of the, the, the narrative here? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about it and I think the portal plays out kind of, it, it kind of, I think it has kind of a three act structure a little bit. Um, and, um, sort of the narrative gets doled out to you is very, very subtle and, and really like through the interactions that you hear. So you wake up as a, um, like a, a test member, like a, you know, like this participant in this sort of testing chamber. Right. Um, and you, you start hearing this voice of this sort of, I think her name's Gladys or GLaDOS or, um, something like that. And, um, you know, you, you start getting released into this, these testing chambers where you're asked to solve these puzzles by pushing buttons and, you know, directing energy balls into their energy receivers and opening doors and things like that. And you eventually get your, um, you know, the sort of titular portal gun. Um, and, uh, side note, I think the way that they paced, like teaching you how to play the game was perfect. Um, they give you just enough power and just enough information at just the right time so that you get comfortable with, um, shooting portals instead of just like, you know, throwing a portal gun at you and releasing you into, you know, these super complicated puzzles. Um, cause I think a lot of people, people would have bounced off of it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, for the first, I think, I think there are 19, uh, like chambers that you go through at the first part of the game. Um, and the first seven, 10, 12, something like that or so are pretty, you know, pretty normal. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're solving puzzles, you're opening doors, you're, and at the end of every puzzle, there's an elevator that takes you to the next chamber. Um, and, uh, there's some, there's, there's some switch that flips like, you know, about a third of the way through the, the runtime of the game where you start to realize there's a, there's something a little like there's something off. Um, you know, it, the emptiness of all of the sort of facility starts becoming more apparent and um, the jokes start, start getting a little bit darker and you start seeing like writing on the walls and things like that. And literally, um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think there's, a, there's one point um, where the uh, like the sort of the um, boundaries, the walls of the, of the test chamber, one of the test chamber has actually been broken open and you can, you can kind of, you know, crouch and go explore this little room where it looks like, you know, there are like open bean cans and, um, you know, there's writing on the walls and the sort of like tick marks of how long you, they've been there, like that sort of feel. And you're like, okay, what the heck is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, once you can sort of complete the last puzzle, you get to the end of the last puzzle, you're riding a platform. Um, it was actually kind of a tricky little, uh, you know, a tricky little puzzle to do because you have to ride these platforms that are going backwards through this zigzag hallway anyway. But the last, like the last platform that you're riding is down into this, like (laughs) this furnace basically. Um, and you realize that the entire time that you've been, you know, guided into your death and, um, you know, as you're playing, you realize that you can escape that by shooting a portal and, you know, stepping out of the way of the furnace and, and, and sort of escaping it that way. And you sort of escape back into the, the machinery and the mechanics of the facility. Um, and, um, Gladys, the, uh, the sort of AI 
robotic voice that's talking to you the whole time starts getting a little bit more panicky and a little bit more chatty and a little bit more um, sarcastic and insulting and uh, all that kind of stuff, which which just kind of amps up the the fun. But um, yeah, you you make your way through the um, sort of through the the mechanics and the inner workings of the facility, and you kind of get to peer into some of the observation offices where you get to see these you know these aperture PC towers that many people have replicated for their, their rig. And, mm. um, you get to look down into the, into the chambers that you've completed. And eventually you're, you're guided into this big giant, you know, room where the final showdown with, um, with this AI happens that is sort of embodying this giant, um, robot hanging from the ceiling. And, um, you, it, it, yeah, it, it drops this this core, right? That's that's sort of each of these this this the robot that's hanging from the that's hanging from the ceiling is made up of these different cores, and each of them has a certain personality. And one drops, and you get kind of a reverse psychologyed into destroying that core, which turns out it was the morality core um, that was installed uh, after Gladys um, flooded the entire facility with a neurotoxin and killed everyone. Um, and so the rest of the game is spent, you know, using your portals to sort of redirect missiles that are being shot at you and, and destroying the rest of the personality cores that make up Gladys. And eventually you drop the last one into the furnace and Gladys dies or is disabled. And, uh, you sort of like get sucked out of the facility and the game ends and this wonderful song by Jonathan Colton plays and, Mm. um, and then you immediately restart the game and play it again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jonathan Colton's song is a triumph. Um, yeah, and that that was totally pun intended. Pun intended. Yeah, um, yeah. No, and and yeah, th- those are all the story beats. But you know, thank you for doing that. By the way, that was yeah. uh, very very good there. Um, but I think the thing is, it's and you sort of mentioned it is like it's the the interactions with Glados and the mm-hmm. turrets and the other the, the sort of systems and the way that the game sort of does unfold because I remember, and again I sort of knew what what the game was about as I'm playing it, and when I come across when I when I would come across those sort of those signs and, and when I came across that room, I can actually remember the the spot that you're talking about. It's uh the it's the it's the test where you first sort of encounter the sentry robots. Yeah. And there's a part in that where all of a sudden like part of it is open and you can just sort of like walk into the back. You can sort of look around and you see behind the scenes and it's just empty and it sort of looks worn down and run down, which is very different than the super pristine sort of elements of the testing facility. Um, And it's like, Oh, there's, there's something a little off. And again, I, I knew because like, you know, the internet spoils everything, but I kind of knew what, what was going to go on. And, and, and again, it's, it's all been memed to death, but it, it really, you, you know, you mentioned GLaDOS and, and Chell is the name of the, 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 the character that you're sort of commandeering or is that, is that ever revealed in the game? I was actually looking for it this time. And I knew that her name was Chell, but I don't remember if that was ever told I, to us in the game. I don't know. I don't believe. So. I don't think so. I don't believe. I, remember, no. I was going to say yeah. I don't believe so. I'd only heard it when I was searching YouTube for stuff on the game. I do not recall mm. that name at all when I played the game. Yeah. 
I know I think I knew a, that just from sort of my, you know, extracurricular <laughs> research into it, but, um, I like yeah. that extracurricular research. Yeah. <laughs> I know that there was a prequel comic, like a digital comic that was released, yeah, like not long yeah. after the game mm-hmm. came out that you could access. I don't know if it's ever revealed in there though. It's never, it's never mentioned in either one of the games. And the only, and somebody did say the only hint that we have in game is the name Chell written on the science project in the take your daughter to work office. Um, <laughs> wow. That is a terrible take your child to work day. Um, that went horribly askew. Oh, well, it does. Okay. In the game, it does. Um, um, somebody did say here in the credits, it does says, thanks for the use of their face. Um, and Alicia Glidewell is chill. Uh, Chels. But yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's never actually mentioned, but um, you, you know, we, we were sort of talking about that. I did, I did want to mention this is that I love um, how the little sentry bots, like when they're trying to murder you, they're super polite. They're, I can't hate you. It always brings a smile to my face. <laughs> And it's like uh, it's very Canadian. The, the I'm so I'm you know I'm going to disconnect now or whatever this sort of like the the little line is as they sort of you know tur- you know turn themselves off or you know uh, um, but I I did I did get a hoot or a, a, a chuckle out of just um, all the different ways that you could sort of dispose of them and i have to be honest i was a little frustrated because i wanted them to shoot at each other sometimes and i could never make that happen it was always like and so can anybody solve this for me can you actually get them to shoot at each other like to shoot through the portal at each other to to blow each other up or do you have to do what i what i ended up doing which was i would just shoot a portal into the ground somewhere else or into a wall somewhere else and then drop them through the floor um, or occasionally I would just shoot a portal in the ceiling and sh- a portal in the, the floor and just watch them sort of like fall into eternity for a while. Um, or yeah, I don't t- think, I don't know. I don't think that their bullets do any damage to each other. Only you. Um, cause I would like knock, I don't know. I would, I would knock the turrets over with each other mm-hmm. and you know, they would both kind of be like flopping around, like firing at each other or whatever. But, um, I don't know. I could never. I don't, I don't think you can do that. No. I mean, I know you can get the rock, like when the little rocket launcher dudes start popping up, you can use their rockets and you do use their rockets to solve some of the puzzles and stuff like that. And even in sort of dealing with GLaDOS. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I just like, I, I think, and that's sort of the, the charm of it is it, it's like even GLaDOS is like when she's like, especially when it sort of does get a little darker and she's like, you know, she's sort of making her jokes about destroying you. Um, you know, it's very, this sort of like super polite tones, you know, like talking about like how you're going to die a very grisly death. And there's something to me that I'm like, no, that's, that's actually kind of like my vibe. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, you know, like let's, uh, this very, very politely tell you all the horrible things I'm going to do to you kind of thing. Well, yeah, you, you were talking about how sarcastic she is and it's, it's makes it even funnier because she's so deadpan because it's a computer, you know, like it's, it's just a computer tone being very sarcastic. It's, you don't, you don't like, it kind of takes you off guard. Like, Oh, that that's sarcasm. Cause usually sarcasm is pretty obvious. 
but when it comes from a computer, it uh, you know, it just it just comes off different. So it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's just like she'll she'll say stuff like you know, what are you doing? Stop it! I I we are pleased that you made it through the final challenge where we pretended we were going to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. so we are very very happy for your success. <laughs> you know, so it's just like man. Mm-hmm. Hey, is, I'm gonna circle back around. I think I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dorian. Oh no, you know, go ahead. As you will say, it's it's so like dry, but it's on point. It's just yeah. sarcastic. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I was gonna circle back around. I think I uh, misunderstood your question when I sort of gave a synopsis of the plot. Um, was that was that what you were asking? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. I just okay. I wanted somebody to take a stab at it because um, yeah. sometimes I do it and I I don't you know. It's that sort of performance anxiety where I'm just like, <laughs> you, you know, um, I don't always like, cause I tend to be very point A to point B. And so there's a lot of filler that yeah. is probably necessary that I'm always like, uh, I probably should have mentioned like these eight things. And so yeah. I just like, and if somebody's okay. sort of, you know, a bigger fan of the material than I am, I like to give them the opportunity to speak. Um, but so, so Jake, you did make the, the comment here that you, you felt like, uh, it was like the most Canadian thing, you know, is that like trying to very, very politely and apologizing for the inconvenience of murdering someone. Uh, I don't know how well that speaks of your countrymen there, my friend. <laughs> well, instead of commenting on that, can I, uh, just want to bring out some of the darker fan theories yeah. which have some support. Um, specifically, Glados being Chell's mother. Ooh. Uh, so I I need that to yeah. be like like framed out for me a little bit. Okay, so it is theorized that Glados is a, is Chell's brain somehow put into the computer. Oh, Chell's mother's downloaded into the computer. Put into the yeah. Well, Glados two does mean genetic life form data operating system. Exactly, exactly, and it is, and I believe Glados was the wife of the guy who founded Aperture Science Labs. Hmm. Well, that's that's some serious Uh, mommy issues if that's the case. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's other tie-ins for that for those theories, but uh, I'll just leave it there. Okay. Being a tie-in, yeah, no, there, um, there is a, definitely a darker element to that whole game. I was always I never played the first Half Life, but I was I'm curious mm. about the tie-in with like Black Mesa and all like the actual like Half Life, you know, proper uh, sort of you know story beats and tie-ins and stuff. I'm the yeah. wrong dude to sort of. Yeah. I, I played Half Life, but I just I don't know. But that's one of those things where the story was like, you know, I was like, oh, point click shoot things, and uh, yeah. yeah, I never actually played the the first Half Life. I played Half Life Two, mm-hmm. um, and so I played Half Life Two like I don't know a year. I, I beat it like a year or so before I played Portal, and so yeah. Portal actually felt really familiar. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, at the end of Half Life Two, you get the gravity gun and um and so i was i was kind of you know kind of had a feel for it but i also really love that the last song brought up black mesa and if you look into one of the conference rooms there's a an overhead projector with the black mesa slide 
um, on it, mm-hmm. which just makes it a uh, you know makes the the lore or whatever that much more interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Good. And I feel like the second game does delve into that a little bit with okay. some of the you know. I don't want to spoil it, but I mean, there, there's a character in the second game that I think yeah. does reference it very specifically, but I cannot recall because it's been that many years. I mean, I played a good chunk of Half-Life 2, but I feel like the references were mostly just Easter eggs at that point. I don't think yeah. there's really anything specific that they're trying to reference. Yeah, I, I really need to play. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, bud. Yeah, I was just going to say, I really need to play uh, Portal 2 again. I played the first. 20 minutes or so after I beat portal. Um, and the writing is even better. It's, it's, it's such a good game. Nice. I know this is the the portal podcast, but portal two is just, it's It's hard uh, not to bring it up. Like when you're actually trying to talk about it, like you say, it's like the prologue to portal two. And it's just like, Oh yeah, but portal two is so much better. And has like Steven merchants in it. And gosh, it's wonderful. Yeah. And I, I never won a portal three. Mm-hmm. You never want to portal three. Wait, would you just mm-hmm. rather like have more puzzles, you know, apart from the narrative? No, I, I kind of want it. I kind of want portal two to sort of exist in its perfect state, how it, it is right now in perpetuity so. forever and ever. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to wait until this podcast is over and then start portal two. I was tempted to do it the other day. Mm. I'm like, no, yeah. I don't want it to taint my uh, thoughts about this game. Yeah. So, oh man. So I'm, I'm reading reading fan theories and stuff like that and <laughs> and something just got spoiled for me ah, so ah, wonderful never mind <laughs> you gotta stop talking now yeah yeah i mean the game don't the, share with the class the game with more uh story to it is is probably yeah that's probably going to come up when you start reading fan theories but mm, yeah well i mean it, I, the the thing is it's just it's it's hard this is like the hard part because, well, one, the game's been sort of memed to death, you know, for the past, again, 15 years. Um, but like the, the other side of it is that so much of it is experiential. It's it's doing the puzzles yourself. It's sort of gaining that mastery, but it's an also just sort of like exploring that world and sort of getting that little slice of being in this, this sort of environment, um, which is really just interesting. I'm, I'm not trying to compare everything in the world to this but it does sort of remind me a little bit some of the like the 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 design by deletion or the design by subtraction of shadow of the colossus in the sense that this game is really just the 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 and what kind of makes me actually want to play portal 2 now is that they said all of the filler all of the fluff we don't need that all we need is this little bit. And they, I mean, it's, it's super minimalistic, even more so than, you know, Shadow of the Colossus, where it's really like you have one actress um, or one, one voice actor or actress sort of reading off these lines or, you know, maybe several, but it's like, it's not a huge cast. It's not fully voice acted. And it's all this very sort of very contextually sort of driven sort of interaction with the, the, the sort of, what eventually GLaDOS be- eventually reveals as the antagonist. But it's, and it's just like, there's there's something sort of really masterful in the subtlety of that sort of revelation of the narrative and all, all and it's, and it's hard to talk about that. I mean, like we can talk about the the, the narrative beats and this is why like I, I really did, like to anybody 
who hasn't played this and is listening to this, it's like you're really depriving yourself because the and and in a lot of ways you can't you the it is so based on like you sort of going through because I knew all the memes I knew all like I knew like the cake is a lie and you, you know I I because it's been memed to death but then actually playing the game did like and and there's a part of me too that wishes I would have just actually just jumped in on this years ago because it it is it is pretty fresh and i think it would have been really cool to have sort of been at the forefront of that instead of having it sort of all trickled out to me um but at the same time you know life is what it is and you just sort of i i, I don't know i just um does anybody have sort of any commentary that they sort of want to attack on here or anything that they want to sort of explore um you know, sort of going going a little further here. Well, so so something interesting that that you just brought up. I think um, the, so much. Of the, you know, we're talking about how so much of this game is experiential. I think that also kind of highlights how this really the medium of video games is is really the only way that this story could have been told. You know, like a portal movie wouldn't have the same impact. Like you could do, you know, you could do the the you know like college uh, movie or, or short film or something about it to kind of capture the same tone, but it really wouldn't be the same as playing it, as figuring mm. these things out for yourself, and then being pushed along through by the story itself, and then yeah, being called out by the characters as well for things that you did. Um, it, it, it is immersive in that sense that again, I wouldn't want it in VR, uh, but it really, this, this story couldn't be told the same way in a different medium. Have you ever been to an escape room? Yes. Okay. So, you know, it's almost like you're in an escape room, you know, trying to get to the exit. And then if you're like in an actual escape room, you'll usually have the game masters, uh, and they can talk to you over the PA if you request a hint and things like that. Except uh, in this game, it's like GLaDOS is the game master and she just insults you most of the time. So <laughs> she's an anti like and and well, and that's that is sort of it's sort of charming, too, because you don't I mean, we all sort of coming into it like you know, even I knew she was antagonistic. And so you're just sort of like waiting for like that heel turn. But yeah. So. Yeah. Once again. Excellent work. There you go. <laughs> I just, I, I just wanted to find a reason to play that. That's all. I like the quotes. I just don't like the ones that are, you know, belabored to death. You know. Ah, oh, yeah, the the <laughs> uh, cliche ones, I guess. Yes, Over exactly. Years. Yeah, gotcha. Is a lie. The low hanging fruit. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, as far as like things to add, it's like I just don't know how much you really can add at this point. Like he went through the summary. We've talked about like. The mechanics and everything it's like i feel like this game is so simplified to that point i think like you said nate like innovation by deletion uh, or something similar to that but it's it, like design it just feels by deletion like, yeah design by deletion yeah it just feels like it's it's pretty much like it's self-contained like on its own like even if portal 2 didn't come out i feel like this would still just be mm-hmm. a great little like almost i think jacob actually said the best it feels like a modern indie game like it's just what it feels like and i yeah. feel like that's pretty much all there is to say about it, honestly. I, I don't know. The fact we've talked about it for this long, it's rather <laughs> impressive. Well, Could have beaten it by this point, you know, man. You know how we are. <laughs> really good Abby. being bad at brevity. I did not, yeah, I did not anticipate this being a, a very 
lengthy episode. Um, but before before think, we sign off with original Portal, I am just curious, and I'm not asking for any spoilers. But you're saying that Portal Two builds on Portal One. In what ways does it do? Just a quick little, you know, don't go into detail or anything like that. In what ways does it does it build? Because I feel like this first Portal is such a such a well defined experience that I don't know mechanically how else. Okay, okay. It adds mm-hmm. mechanically. Yeah, gotcha. the, yeah, it adds some it adds some new things uh in into uh and it's been years since I've played it, but uh and, and, and I guess this right. isn't really, yes. really Yeah. But uh yeah, that's I, I know there's like um I wanna say like it's kinda like gravity anti gravity I don't know. Yeah. I, I remember there was some sort of Different colors. Yeah, there's a slime that makes you. There's like there's a gel. Yeah, gel. Gels. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. One that makes you go slide super fast, and one that makes you jump really high. Right. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it also adds, yeah. you know, a lot more depth to the actual story, and it does mm-hmm. explain a lot of the things that are kind of alluded to in this game, right. but like mostly in passing. Mm-hmm. Like they really do try to go in depth, and honestly, that is kind of a dangerous place to go. Like yeah. iterating mm-hmm. on such a classic, and yeah actually getting to the point where it's in my opinion like far far better than the original game to be perfectly honest like even just the way it feels like mm-hmm. just by being a more modern game i think helps that a lot mm-hmm. sweet nice well yes, yes, yes yeah i am kind of surprised that we did manage to go this long because uh yeah i was like well i, I wasn't sure that we uh, of course i'm never surprised by our total ability to be really good at being bad at brevity um we could probably talk about selling pencils um it's that's that's a terrible joke josh edit that out putting post. them in front of your mouth come on well I, no i was actually thinking <laughs> about like for some reason uh mike rowe t- talks about how he got his job the job at QVC that sort of launched his TV career mm. um, was the guy laid down a yellow number two pencil and said, sell me this pencil. And so Mike talked for 15 minutes about all the virtues and merits of that number two pencil. And that's what got him his job mm. Um, mm. selling stuff on QVC. Wow. It's, it's, nice. it's, it, it's a really interesting anecdote, but um, yeah, I don't know why. It sounds I like you could spend at least an hour and a half on it. That's awesome. Uh, I, I probably <laughs> could. I would probably run. I would probably start repeating material. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um. I, I do think it is interesting, though. Like, I don't even remember if you mentioned this on the you know back of the baseball card section, but it was released. Like the exact release date was October tenth, two thousand seven. So hey. it's like mm. exactly fifteen years to the day that we're recording. Fifteen this years now. to the day. Wow. And of the original. Okay. Wow. I just. We're of uh, the original or Portal 2? Yeah. Portal 1. Oh, yeah. wow. Man. October 10th, wow. 2007. I looked up the release date and I was like, wait a minute. That <laughs> looks a, familiar. What a fortuitous yeah. turn. Yeah. So. I only know the date because I try to use it as a pickup line on my wife. So, you know. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's like, are you today's date? Because you're a 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh, wow. It's it. pretty good. It. And she still talked to you after that. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> it's cute. I mean, she appreciates it. Yeah, she 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 probably thought it was cute because she thought you were cute, Wes. That's how that, that that usually works, man. So I've been told I'm adorable. I get mm. it. Yeah, you, you're a gem of a human being. We like you. So 
<laughs> it's true. If oh, an ugly man. dude came up to her and said that, she probably wouldn't be <laughs> flattered. A different story entirely, yes. Completely different outcome. Anyway. Um, but yeah, now that we've sort of, uh, yeah, we're starting to derail here. Let's just sort of land the plane. Gentlemen, you sort of know the things. And if Mark, if you're hearing this, if you would have just hung on for another 10 minutes, you could have just ended it with us, man. Uh, but no, we just uh, do want to quick sort of thank Mark for his time tonight. Uh, really glad to have him on here. And yeah. just like I'm glad to have all you guys on here and uh, yeah. glad to to sort of uh, be able to do these things. But, uh, you know, Jake, since you are sort of, uh, you know, the, the sole remaining first time guest on the, an actual proper episode, do you have like, you know, tell people where they can find, find you if you want people to find you on the internet. Um, some people crave and desire their anonymity uh, and I don't blame them for that in the slightest because social media is awesome. <laughs> if they want to find me, they can find me in the discord. I am currently known as at notice me senpai. There's a yes, story. There is. I will not get you, you challenged a, ben, a benevolent dictator, and he uh, he he affirmed his benevolence and his dictatorship. Um, maybe not in equal portions. Um, but uh, Dorian, how about you, man? I mean, you know, we we sort of know the drill, but just on our on our Discord. Yep, find me in Discord. Find me on Xbox, and find me on PlayStation. I am also on GG. Mm, nice. Yeah. Yes, that as well. RPG lover something, and it's not hard to find. Oh, me. and it's uh, DPT DPT basement. That's like, dude, doing that sort of sounded like you were scatting a little bit. Like you know, I was like, I was like, super smooth. Not stiff at all. Super smooth. Super smooth, I'm, yeah. I'm just enjoying this new mic, man. It's great. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Wes, how about you? A little bit of plug in action, man. Uh, lots of stuff I do and don't do very well. So uh, I, I guess I am known as the Henshin Dad himself on Twitter. I uh, kind of sort of have a Tokusatsu podcast, but, you know, that's the old and the, the, you know, the terrible stuff with terrible fandom surrounding it. I'm on the new and shiny, the retronym podcast spelled incorrectly because I am cool like that. Uh, R-E-T-R-O-N-I-M, not N-Y-M, but N-I-M. And there's a reason behind that. But it is going to be talking about video games. I finally have a new phone. I think I've resolved my computer issues. I think I'm finally going to actually have to, like, record an ad for, you know, the, the pwn the ponies and everything. So there you go. Nice. I'll have to do that. You can find me there uh, on Twitter. I don't know. Discord, if you want to find me. I don't know. I'm kind of boring. I talk about a lot of weeby stuff, I guess. But, you know, it's all it's all good. I am trash. <laughs> I am also trash. Hey, don't steal my name. <laughs> oh, no, you're known as Brock well, I guess, Josh, that, that just that sort of leaves, uh, you know, Leaves them. Where can they find us? Oh, yeah, us. Uh, well, outside of your ear holes, if you want to catch up with us uh, on social media, or you can just email us. Our, our email address is at this, the backlog breakdown at gmail.com. Social media, you know, we've got Facebook. Our, our group is the hashtag backlog book club on Instagram, Instagram.com slash the backlog breakdown. Uh, on Twitter, our handle is at BB Downcast. 
And then uh, there's a Discord. There's a link for that in the description. Then if you want to get, you know, a little bit more personal, um, I, I don't know what, what you would want to do. I don't know, throw me in an incinerator or something like that. Uh, I generally, on the internet, go by Broccolope and Nate. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, listen, I will take umbrage if they throw you in an incinerator. Mostly because... On the internet. I don't know what I'm saying. Metaphorically on the internet, mostly because you are the the the, the actual talent here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they can find me uh, and no incinerators for me. Thank you and please. <laughs> um, but uh, at Nate underscore McKeever. There so. you go. That being said, uh, gentlemen, just uh, no real major shout outs tonight, but a shout out to each and every one of you guys. Shout out to Mark for joining us. Yeah. Uh, really glad to have you on board tonight. And uh, I think all of that being said, you know, gentlemen, uh, I do believe uh, that while there was no cake, this was a triumph. Mm. Josh, that being said, what should they do until next time? Guys. Keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.